0: So I was walking through the woods and I saw this. And I started thinking about how He gave me eternal life. And I saw this evergreen tree that represents the fact that life never dies.
1: Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with Pastor and Teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the Senior Pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters.
2: This year, we've been taking a look on Sundays at some of the legends of some of the symbols about Christmas. We looked uh, the first Sunday at the three trees, and the story is read to our children. Then we looked at the uh, legend of the candy cane, and these objects have their root in Christianity, where people have decided to do something that would uh, point with these symbols to Christmas. And today we're going to look at the symbol of the uh, the wreath. And as the children come in, we're going to uh, take a look at uh, this story. So, Miss Bev, are you ready to read to them? So, we I need am. to get the children to come in here. Where are they at?
3: They're outside the door. <laughs>
2: hello, hello. Come running. There they are. Here they come.
3: So, as the children come in, have any of you been familiar with the stories that we've read about the trees or about the candy cane? Um, Some people have said, you know, oh, yeah, I remember that one. And other people have said, you know, I've never heard that before. I've never heard some of those legends. Well, today we're going to explore a new one, and it's about the wreath. And this may be a story that's not only fun for the children, but you might want to sit back and listen to this story about this little boy as well. So come on up, kids, and have a seat. And we're going to talk about the Christmas wreath. Do you see the wreath down here? We're going to talk about that. So I'm going to read you a story about this little boy. Long ago, there lived a boy, and he had no mother and no father and no family, except that he lived with an elderly uncle. But the boy was mostly on his own, and he had very little. But even though he didn't have much... He was not sad or unhappy. Do you know why? He knew Jesus, and his love for Jesus filled him with joy and hope, and he wanted to please and honor Jesus with everything that he did. And there you see him. Christmas was coming, and everyone was to bring a gift to church for Jesus. The boy wanted so much to have a beautiful gift to lay on the altar, but what could he give, and where could he find a gift, a fine gift? He had no money, and the only job he had was delivering newspapers, and it made just enough money to help his uncle buy food. So he prayed to God and asked, what could he give to Jesus? Walking through the woods, the boy saw a beautiful pine tree with low-lying branches that swept the ground. With a small axe, he chopped some branches from the bottom of the tree and formed the branches into a circle by weaving them together. It started to look like a Christmas wreath, like the ones he had seen on the doors and buildings around town, only his was much, much, much less fancy. The wreath gave a beautiful scent of crisp pine and the boy found a holly bush that sparkled with snow, crusted red berries. He broke off a few sprigs of the red berries and tied them to the wreath. It was Christmas Eve and the boy decided to bring the wreath to church as his gift to Jesus. As the boy headed toward the church holding his simple handmade wreath, snow began to fall. First, tiny flakes that he could brush away. But it got colder, and the flakes grew bigger and icier. He tried again to shake the snow from the wreath, but the snow froze, creating a shimmering white cover with the bright red berries peeking through. The church service would soon start, and he had to hurry. He arrived at the church and laid his gift on the altar just before the Christmas Eve service started. He slipped quietly into his seat, hoping no one saw who had laid the homemade wreath on the altar. Other gifts in beautiful wrapping surrounded the altar, some silver, some gold, in various sizes and shapes. The simple green wreath with the few holly berries and the frozen snow looked a little out of place among all those grand gifts. The service started as the pianist played a beautiful song, and then the pastor walked to the altar and saw all the wonderful gifts. There are many fine and beautiful gifts here that each of you have brought to honor Jesus, he said. Pausing, he picked up the wreath, and I see someone has brought us a Christmas wreath. The pastor smiled as he began to talk to the congregation. Who brought this gift to the altar? Everyone looked around, wondering who could have brought this simple snow covered wreath. You could hear murmuring throughout the crowd. The young boy looked around nervously, almost afraid to be noticed. Slowly he stood up and began his explanation in a small voice. I I had nothing to bring to honor Jesus this year. So I made this wreath from a pine tree I found in the woods. I added the berries to make it look pretty, but then the icy snow began to fall and I couldn't keep the wreath clean as I walked all the way to church. I'm sorry. It isn't very grand or beautiful. Slowly and patiently, the pastor began his explanation. This wreath is perfect. It's a perfect circle, unbroken, just as Jesus' love is unbroken and constant for us. But the pine branches also have sharp, pointy edges just like the crown of thorns that Jesus wore. And the holly berries that are red remind us of the blood that Jesus shed for each of us as a sacrifice to forgive our sins. The bright green color represents the new life you have been given in Jesus. And the white snow is for the purity and innocence of Jesus' life. Then the pastor asked the young boy to come forward. Slowly, the boy made his way to the front of the church, his head hanging down. He was a little too embarrassed to look up. But the pastor put his hand under the boy's chin and lifted his face. Looking straight at him, the pastor said, Young man, your gift was made with loving hands and a heart. That seeks to please Jesus. You have brought the most beautiful gift of all to honor Jesus. The young boy's eyes filled with tears of joy, for he wanted more than anything to show his love for Jesus. The congregation started to clap their hands, first slowly, hesitantly, then jubilantly, as they all began to realize that no gold or silver or grand gift can bring as much honor to Jesus as a heart simply filled with love. So now you know the story of what this wreath stands for. And I have something special for each of you. So it's an ornament that's about the wreath. You guys want to come up and get one? And we have a song and a video that you can listen to while we hand these out.
4: with the journey.
0: wonder this time of year. We are all surrounded by the hustle and bustle of the time we live. I grew up in a, in a lot simpler time. I, I remember in the early 60s. That seems like an eternity ago for some of you. Some of you, it was just yesterday. But Christmas time was such a simple time. I remember we'd have a fireplace crackling in our, you know, in our not-so-fancy home. And we would have a Christmas tree, and we would have gifts, and we would have so, so, so simple. And back then, my whole family didn't know Jesus in the way I know Him today. But yet there was something about that time of year It was almost like you could hear God speaking. It was like you could hear the angels singing. You know, my mind races back to a song that I heard back those many years ago that still resonate in my mind this time of year because I long to listen beyond the hustle. I long to see beyond the bustle. I long to grab a hold of that simple moment when two thousand years ago, on a day just like today, a night just like this night, when the wind was blowing and the stars were shining, and I could hear it, said the night wind to the little lamb, "Do you see what I
5: see?" Do you see, what I see? Way up
0: in the sky, little lamb, do you see what I see? see?
5: A star, a star, dancing in the night, with a tail as big as a tie.
0: With us today said the little lamb to the shepherd boy come on lift your voice church. do you hear what i hear
5: do you hear what i hear ringing through the sky shepherd boy
1: i can still hear that simple morning do you
0: hear what i
1: hear this
0: is what i hear a song That simpler time, just for a moment today. Said the night and boy to the mighty king. Listen to it. Do, Do you know, know what I? I know? Do you know what, what I
5: know? In your palace, born mighty. Do Do you that softness know what is still I falling know. out today. You know and I like this. A, a child.
0: our hands as we sing this last verse out before the Lord, said the King.
5: To the people everywhere, everywhere, listen to what I I
0: Our time.
5: The child,
0: the child. give them a hand clap of praise. Would you today? I appreciate our worship team as they're seated this morning. Let them know you appreciate them. Would you please? I want to just for a few moments this morning just talk to you about this incredible presentation. We've been on a journey these last three weeks, talking about some trees, talking about a candy cane. Today we talk about something that pretty much everyone has somewhere in their home. But do we know the story? Now... I do want to give credit where credit is due. You can go searching the entire Internet and you'll find poems about the Christmas wreath. You'll find something that even talks about a legend, just a little six or eight line. The story you heard today was written by our very own Bev Henry. Didn't she do an incredible job? And I think it resonates the story so clearly, so much so that I want to for a few moments this morning talk about what she talked about, share what she shared, that maybe we can understand something a little bit more than just an ornament on a door or a symbol hanging somewhere. Over the Centuries, the wreath has been used symbolically and metaphorically in many, many cultures. And what is said is the purpose of its beginnings was a celebration to the ending of the year. They thought in generations gone by that the winter solstice was basically the end. Well, the winter solstice, is the same every year. It's December 21st. It is known as the shortest day of the year. Well, it's also the day that we begin winter. But from December 21st, the days start getting longer and longer and longer and longer. Yes, hallelujah, some would say. And they would celebrate this because they, they felt it was the the... The ending and yet the beginning. A time of death and a time of new birth, rebirth. The celebration of the end of the ever-shortening days and the anticipation of the promising coming of spring. And as part of the celebration, evergreen wreaths were gathered because there's something about the evergreen that speaks of life eternal the coniferous trees, the conifers, unlike the deciduous trees that fall their leaves throughout the fall and the coming into the winter, the, the conifers, the coniferous trees, they, they have a, an eternalness to them, an everlastingness to them. They just stay green. And so they saw that as a symbol of everlasting. The Greeks and the Persians, they looked at it even further than that. They thought the wreaths were a symbol of importance and success. And they even turned them into headbands of victory. And we we know them as the laurel wreaths. We see it on the heads of people like Caesar. Once again, this, this picture of eternity, this picture of everlastingness, As a headband of victory. Throughout the centuries, they were hung on the doors of victors to show a a symbol and and a, a metaphor that this house is the house of victorious living. Can I tell you something as a Christian? I really shouldn't hang this Christmas time. Because, you know, the Bible tells us that from symbols of victory, I believe the Christmas wreath has come to convey a symbol of promise that because of Christmas, we have eternity. We have eternity with Christ. Still, many, the Christmas wreath is much simpler than all of this. It has evolved into just a sign and a symbol of welcome. It hangs on many doors saying, come in. You're welcome here. You're welcome at that place. One of the reasons why I say Christians probably should hang wreaths all year long. Some do. Some folks do. This season emphasizes generosity. The eternalness of giving, of sharing, of gathering loved ones in to give of heart and hospitality. Yet today, if we'll just ponder for a moment, I want to consider something possibly even bigger to the picture that the wreath portrays. The picture of a gift, a gift of hope, a gift of promise, a gift that when we lay our eyes upon, there's a seeming assurance that we grab. That no matter who you are, where you've been, where you're at, because of who He is, we have become more than conquerors, overcomers in this life. Ephesians chapter 2 says, Because of His kindness. You notice it didn't say, Because of your worth or my worth. Because of his kindness, we have been saved. Because we trust in the one who saved us. Not of ourselves. We're not trusting in what we are or what we have been or what we currently have done. But we realize it is a gift. Salvation is not a reward for something that we might have obtained. We can't take credit for it. And then Titus takes it even further and said, when God our Savior revealed, listen to this, His kindness and His love, we were saved through trusting in Christ. Not trusting ourselves, but it's a gift. A gift. Salvation is not a Reward for something that we might have accomplished or or we might have done. He washed our sins away because of His mercy. Can somebody say Amen? I think this Christmas wreath genders so much more to your life and mine. As Beverly shared with the kids shared the legend. I saw woven from beginning to end a promise. Hope, confidence, assurance. A little boy who had none of the three, yet he had more joy than some of us who have so much more. You and I have met people, we know people, that they just, they're just kind of overflowing with stuff, but yet it's never quite enough. Did you ever notice, uh, every once in a while you get this, this yearning and this desire for something, i got to have it, got to have it, got to have it, and then you got it. You took it home, you unwrapped it, you put it up, and now you have it. But you still don't have what you were looking for. It just didn't fill that place. You see, the Bible says it's not in or of ourselves. We give because He has given. This little boy, this little boy who lived long ago literally had nothing no father, no mother raised by a family member, pretty much living by himself and of himself, owned so little. As I was reading this when Beverly gave it to me, immediately my mind went back to that song. I remember as a kid back in the probably 63, 64, something like that, I was in the little drummer boy play. And I was one of the soldiers. But I couldn't keep my eyes off of that manger. And the song played. The drums played. And the melody resonated. And even today I still hear it. As you do too. Do you know why? Because we are that little drummer boy. We could never do enough to give him what he's worth. No matter how much we had or how much we could attain or how much we could bring together. But there was something about this little boy that reminded me of that drummer boy. Though he had so little, he still had a gift. He said, "God, I, I don't know what I could give." Yet the joy that resonated in this little boy's heart, nothing was more important in his life than the love he had for Jesus. You see, unlike some of us, he didn't have things to fill that spot. He only had Jesus, which he realized was more than so many others. Christmas was coming. The tradition in the church was everyone was to bring something to the church to give to Jesus. The boy wanted so much so to give so much, to lay something at the altar. But how could he do it? He barely had enough money to feed himself. Walking through the woods, he... He noticed this beautiful pine tree. And as it would be, the boughs of the tree were so large and heavy, they were draping the ground. He had an idea. God, I don't have much. But I could do this. I could do this. So he took a little axe that he carried with him always. And he began to cut off pieces of that branch and he cut off another piece of the tree and he began to weave piece and piece together forming a circle an eternal ring oh he probably never thought about it at the time he just thought wow he got it all put together he said man this looks very familiar to the wreaths that I, I see hanging on the doors around town oh this one's not very fancy But his heart was pouring into it. Something special was being birthed at that moment. The simple wreath that he had crafted together. Unlike many that you would find around town, because it was out there in the freshness of God's creation, there was a crisp scent of pine. That everlasting familiarity And then he thought, well, maybe I could do something more. And he started going through the forest, and he, and he noticed a holly berry bush. And he looked over and said, this would be perfect. Once again, he wasn't thinking so much about all of the different things. He was thinking about something beautiful for his Savior. And he, he took his little axe, and he, he cut off some branches And there was a brand new fallen snow that had happened just that night. And it was still so cold out there that the snow and the frost had glistened upon the branches of the holly berry bush. He broke off a a few sprigs of the uh, the branches and the berries and he began to weave them into the wreath. And as he did, something started happening. He started looking at it and he started... Thinking, yes, simple, but purposeful. And he had a little skip in his step as he walked. Because it was here he began to understand that the beauty of the heart causes everybody to have a heart of beauty. When you look beyond the external to the internal. It is only then that you start seeing the eternal. It's only then when you start seeing that life is so much more. Snow began to fall as the boy walked home holding this simple beautiful handmade wreath. Say, Pastor, what made it so much different? Because this one was shaped from a love of a heart and I think as he was there and he was thinking about what he had crafted his mind probably started tracing back to his own relationship with Christ so thankful of what happened all those years ago on that holy night, that night of nights, that place where promise was born. Oh, promise had a name, that name was Jesus. Promise was born, and now he's he's walking through the woods and he's got this little gift. And it's it's just it's just radiating. The snow is is fastened because of being so cold. But yet he didn't feel the cold at all. He just saw the gift. He said, I got something to give. I got something to give. It was Christmas Eve and the church services starting soon, and so he runs into the building with this precious gift, but all of a sudden he he saw all the gold and the silver and all the the tinsel and all the the great gifts that was there. And then he he looked down and he saw the, 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 the snow that was shimmering, frozen on these berries and the twigs and the wreath. And he looked around and all of a sudden His own humanity started catching up with him. Listen to me, church. He was preparing to lay his heart to the altar because that's what this wreath represented. Nothing, really, but everything fully. But just as soon as he walked in there, his humanity grabbed him and said, this is compared to all this stuff. So he kind of took it to the altar and he he laid it up there kind of, you know, kind of, putting it behind the boxes and stuff because he said you know you know, he's anxious, he's excited he's, he's uh, jubilant at what he's possibly doing but yet he doesn't want anybody to know because he knows it's not much and so he lays it there and he slips back to his seat hoping nobody would notice who put it there but can I tell you something God noticed. God noticed. You see, out of that night of nights, God always knows this is you and me. He always knows where we've been. He always knows how to get us where we're going. But He knows right where you are. And some of us, even in this place, we're like that little boy. We've got nothing. How could I ever give something that would be deserving to my family, to my friends, to my kids, to my wife, to my husband? How could I really do something? This wreath so simple. Green. Holly berries. And then God started speaking to the little boy as he's in his thing. In his chair and he said, one life present will extol the present of all life. You see when a heart says, God, I'm just going to give you myself above everything. There is no greater gift. Well, the service began and the pastor looking through all of the gifts in that altar, all of a sudden his eyes focused. And he said, look. And before the whole church, he held it up. And then the pastor's words, look, somebody gave this beautiful Christmas gift. Above all the gold, all the silver, all the packages, all the bows, he held up this simple little wreath and he started sharing the story asking the people, do you really hear what's happening? Do you really see what's happening? Do you really know what's happening? And with a smile on his face, he exuded the anointing of God's presence around the present as he began to talk to the congregation. And he said, who brought this gift? Now, I I was thinking about that as I read that line. And my mind immediately raced to the woman with the issue of blood. See, in her heart of hearts, she said, you know, if I could just touch Jesus... If I could just touch him. You see, a heart that's looking doesn't mean much. If I could just touch him. And just like this pastor, he saw the little boy. As you read the story of the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says Jesus looked around to see her who had touched him. He knew. But what he wants to do is the same thing this pastor wanted to do. He wants to stand up proudly and say, yeah, I touched him, and he touched me. And my life has never been the same. Well, like the woman with the issue of blood, the little boy was trembling, and he was apprehensive of, of what it could be and he was so afraid of being noticed but slowly and and unsureedly he stood up and it was still a small voice he began to say I, I didn't have I didn't have anything to bring Jesus so I was walking through the woods and I saw this and I started thinking about how he gave me eternal life. And I saw this evergreen tree that represents the fact that life never dies. I saw it and I, I thought, okay, I could just put this together. And then, then I saw in the distance, I saw the hollyberry bush and I, those red berries just jumped out at me. And immediately I started thinking about the blood of Jesus. At first I thought they just looked pretty but then I started thinking oh, there's something more and then the snow began to fall and the, the ice just began to cling to the branches and I, I, I couldn't wipe it away I tried to keep it clean I tried to keep it all done and, but it started shimmering and I started thinking about the glory of God He said, I know it's not as beautiful and it's not as grand as all the other gifts. But this is my heart. And I gave Jesus everything I could possibly do. Well, the pastor stood there and he never even looked at the boy. He looked at the people because he knew their hearts. Just like Jesus, he turned to the woman and he said, your faith has made you whole. Never even considering anything else other than her heart. Well, the people were sitting there and they knew surely the pastor would say that this gift was not really worth anything and and this gift really didn't matter that much. But all of a sudden the pastor said, do you realize what this gift means to the people? Well, no one answered. No one said a word. They waited for the pastor to explain. Silence. Everybody hung on every word. And the pastor began to present the beautiful present that was found in the altar. He said this wreath in a perfect circle represents our life. Unbroken. The image that portrays the love of Jesus for us. Unbroken. Unending. And he said you notice this Holly Berry bush. Well, I know most of us just kind of overlook the whole thing, but look at it. The berries, bright red, representing the blood of Jesus. But if you look closer, did you ever notice the, the leaves of the berry bush? How ragged they look? And that the berry bush has thorns on it? That much like the thorn crown that Jesus wore the pastor continued to elaborate he said these sharp pointed edges could very well be like the bush that they used but oh much more the red berries even though the thorns and the raggedness was there and the the edginess was there, just like some of you might think that this is kind of an edgy presentation. He said, the berries represent the blood that flowed for each and every one of us for the forgiveness of our sin. And oh, did you ever stop to notice the bright green branches from the evergreen. A tree that never loses its life, that never goes dormant, that never secedes from everything, but always stands forth. But he said one more thing. Did most of you notice that most Christmas trees are made from cedar trees? One of the strongest trees in the forest that's why cedar is used so much for so many things because it has such strength does it not just portray what jesus did and gave and right then the pastor asked the young boy to come forward well sheepishly and shyly he began walking forward And the pastor looked at him and said, young man, your gift was made with loving hands and a loving heart. One that only sought to please Jesus. And I tell you before all of these that your gift is the most beautiful gift in this entire altar. With the little boy's eyes filled with tears as all he wanted was more than anything else was to please the Lord. As the story concluded, some hands begin to clap. Cautiously, reservedly, within more hands, joined in, as they begin to realize no silver, no gold, nothing that we could ever present could be more beautiful than the gift of the love of hands and heart. I wonder if the worship team would come this morning. Because the thing that I want to close with as I am speaking to you all oh, just for a few moments this morning to to share is this, this symbol, the Christmas wreath. The shape of a circle, a ring. Literally no beginning, no end is more than just a symbol that hangs on a door of welcoming, of gathering. But oh, true, it's a symbol of overcoming victory. Eternal life for all those that come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. From the evergreen tree, the cedar tree, possibly the strongest tree in the forest, That could stand against the forces of the storms no matter what they might bring to life. The green boughs adorn its array representing your life. The hope, the promise that comes when you find Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the strength that He brings to your life. Knowing that no matter what happens to you, He is building the life in you. And finally, the picture of the holly berries, the holly branches, reminding us of Calvary and that tree that was lifted up. The blood that flowed and the thorns that pierced. I imagine the next time you look at a real Christmas wreath you're not going to look at it again the same when you go home today you might even take yours and fashion it just a little differently it's more than just a decoration it's more than just a symbol it's the picture of the love and sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago on a night just like today a day just like any day when if we will stop in the hustle and bustle of this life just for a moment we'll see a life as a whole lot more than just living and dying it's a whole lot more than just things it's a whole lot more than just obtaining it is the sustaining life that he promised amen oh holy night what's key oh holy night the stars are bright shine Long lay the world.
5: Long lay the world in sin and ever biding till he appeared and the soul felt his
0: worth. A thrill of hope that runs through our very faith today. Because of the gift he gave, the promise
5: that we're saved, and the hope of eternity that waits for us,
0: and because of that he gave. facing things that you might not normally face or maybe it's become seemingly a normal part of your life well this wreath God's telling you I haven't given up on you I didn't break the relationship as a matter of fact the greenness tells me that I still have life in me just wanting to break through. Oh, it might be covered over. It might be dusted. It might be whatever. But he said that blood that shed for you, those little holly berries, is still flowing. And I want you to see the, the crown of thorns that is woven in the midst. Oh, even though I'm not physically wearing it anymore, Jesus would say, every piercing I still remember because I wore it for you. You see, to the world, it looked like a thorn of defeat, but to me it was a victor's crown because I was defeating death, hell, and the grave for you. And he said, today I still carry the scars. This wreath really is about your life. And God says, will you take the same tenderness that it was built with? Have the same loving heart that it was crafted with? And just let me have it back as you give it to me, as you trust me. When you go home today, all of us have them. I want if you take a moment and thank God for what He's done, what He's given. And if you do, I think you'll be able to hear. You'll hear all the things that He's changed in your life begin to resonate again. Oh, maybe you're not at the top like you want to be. But folks, you're not down at the bottom like you used to be. And that's why. We have a legend? Or is it a reality that it represents? Your life and mine. On that starry night... The night wind said to the little lamb, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Do you know what I know? As we sing that song, I want you to sing it with a new heart that says, God, I do see what you've done. I do hear what you've said. I do know who you are. And because I know who you are, I know in you who I am. Amen. Is that the key? Said the night wind to the little man. It's good sing, church. A star, a
5: star, dancing in the night with its glow as the.
0: star is still shining, the song still playing, the voice is still declaring, you are more than a conqueror. Where are you at today? If today you say, Pastor, I want this Christmas season to be unlike any, I want it to be about the Christ of Christmas. I'm not going to allow myself to get caught up in the stuff of Christmas. I'm going to be caught up I want to open these altars just for a moment. If you want to renew that dedication, you want to recommit that life, I encourage you to come. Oh, it doesn't mean that you're living a shambled life. It doesn't mean that you, but you and I have realized, like that little boy in this story, we really have nothing. But if we have Christ, we have everything. Amen. We're going to sing it again. Said the shepherd boy to the mighty king. These altars are open, everyone. Hear what I hear. His voice is still saying, Come, come. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I want to give you rest. Everyone. Send the king to the people everywhere.
5: Listen
0: to what I say. The king is still speaking. It doesn't matter what they say, it matters what the king says. Can you say amen?
5: Listen to what I say. There's a child, a child, sleeping.
0: I uh-huh. Somebody say amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap of praise this morning. I pray the simple Christmas presentation that we brought you over the last few weeks has maybe changed a little bit of your focus. Has changed a little bit of your heart of preparation and your hands of reaching out and and doing stuff. And maybe it'll change from the gifts under the tree to remember the gift on the tree. I want to, just before we continue and and conclude today, I want to thank Beverly and Sarah as they have put on this entire presentation this this month. They do an incredible job every year. They do an incredible job every year. And I I would encourage you as the message of this moment resonates over the rest of this month. Next week, we will have a a, a Christmas Eve celebration, communion. But we're also going to have our, our Christmas program on Christmas Eve. So encourage your family, your friends, to come out at 6.30 next Sunday night. And it's going to be wonderful for the kids. It's the toys story. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: How the toys will tell the story of Christmas. Mm -hmm. It might surprise you. All the stuff under the tree recognizes the one that hung on the tree. So I encourage you to come and be a part of that Sunday morning. Of course, we'll, I'll have our uh, Sunday morning. I'll be uh, ministering on Christmas and on the Christ of Christmas. So I would encourage you to come and spend time. Can I tell you, it, re- it really sounds sad, but there's people that come to church only on Christmas and Easter. So this is a day that it's safe for you to invite people. Amen. They won't think you're so religious or quite fanatical. Because, you know, you're supposed to go to, Christ, to service on Christmas. So invite somebody. You've been trying to get that person to, tell them, hey, it's Christmas. Everybody goes to church on Christmas. Amen. So bring them. So bring them.
1: The Lord, the metaphor, Pastor Tim Masters. With this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit VLCCAZ.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center, with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.